Father, we're so thankful today for your word, thankful for your Holy Spirit. He is our teacher and our guide. Lord, lead us into the truth today. Direct our steps and order our paths. Give us eyes to see, we pray, ears to hear, hearts that are open wide, so we might receive all of your fullness on the inside. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, let's giddy up here. We're going to continue today. We've been in a series now for a while called Walk This Way. Not walk that way, walk this way. (laughs) And we're looking specifically at what the Bible says about how we are to conduct ourselves as children of God, how we are to walk what we have received from the Lord. Let's read our three verses again as a foundation. 1 John 2 verse 6, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk, how? Just as he walked. Amen. Now Colossians, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. Colossians 1.10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Is it the will of God that we walk worthy? Yeah, yeah, it is. And we that we fully please the Lord. That means, I guess, we could partially please Him, but if you walk worthy, you could fully please Him. Complete pleasing going on. All right, and Ephesians 4 Ephesians 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, okay? And so we know that our walk, biblically speaking, is supposed to be just like Jesus. It is supposed to be worthy of the Lord, and it is supposed to be worthy of the call of God. And all of those things uh, completely and fully agree with one another. And so there, uh, what we've, see, we've seen from this is that because this phraseology is used numerous times in the Scripture, there must be a learning process that is necessary for all of us to walk correctly or walk worthily right? And there also must be, just by the very nature of the fact that these things are there, there must be a tendency within us to not walk right. Otherwise, again, now, we wouldn't have to be told how to walk if it were automatic, okay? And so unless I learn how to walk, learn to have agreement between my walk and my nature in Christ, then I will not do it. I will walk that way instead of this way. Right? I will walk incorrectly. I'll walk in an unworthy manner as opposed to a worthy manner. And so, like I said, we've been going through the scriptures, pulling out as the Lord leads me each week to deal with various subjects uh, that the scriptures deal with in relationship to our walk. And I have another one today. Are you ready for this one? We want to look at Philippians 3. Philippians, the third chapter. And this one is a little bit different. Uh, Well, I'll just get right into it and let you see how this is different from the others. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 17. It reads, brethren, join in following my example 
and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. As you have us for a pattern. Now that's very interesting language that the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Spirit, uses. Notice, he didn't say, brethren, that would include sisterin, of course. Brethren, uh, join in following the Lord's example. Did he? He didn't say, you guys, I, I want you to make sure and follow Jesus. Did he say that? No, he didn't. Now, I wouldn't see any problem with that. I would imagine most of us would say following Je- would agree that following Jesus is a good thing. <laughs> and so this is not a contradiction to a statement like that, that we are to not follow Jesus but follow Paul, right? However, he was inspired by God not to say, you guys, focus on Jesus, Though that's a good statement. And that's a true statement. But he was inspired to write to them and say, I want you guys to follow me. I want you to follow my example. And I want you to find other people who are following that example, who are following me. And I want you to do what they do. What's that? Follow me. (laughs) I want you to... Follow my example. Now, God has designed that we have flesh and blood examples of how to walk. This is God's idea. It is His plan. Paul didn't say here, now listen you guys, and some might even read read it this way and expect it to say this. He didn't say, now listen, make sure you don't follow me, follow the Lord. I mean, if we were to make that statement, if I were to come into church today and say, listen, everybody, I want you to keep your your life straight now. Don't you be following me. You follow Jesus. I bet without context and without reading the scripture, we'd have just a hearty amen. We would all say, oh, yeah, hallelujah. That's right, brother. Preach that. Say it. Tell the truth. Come on. Burn that stump. Come on. I mean, there would be quite a a, a round of agreement with a statement like that. But notice, Paul didn't say that. He didn't say, don't you follow me, you follow Jesus. He said the opposite. He said, follow my example. Anybody getting nervous? (laughs) Why? Why would this kind of thing be said? It seems that God has always chosen people to lead other people. And that much of His leading is not direct. But He uses one to lead another. The potential of all of our lives is not how much money we can make, though there's nothing wrong with making a lot of money. It's not with how much, how many things we can accumulate or how famous we could become or, or any of those things. The potential of our lives is in how many people will look at us and emulate our walk 
and as a result, draw close to the Lord. As a result of seeing what we do, they are walking closely with God and walking as we began, as Jesus walked. But so much of that does not come from a direct influence of God, but it comes by God influencing us through another person. Everybody understand this? This is a key Bible truth that must not be overlooked or we will miss out. I'm so thankful for the many people that the Lord has used to influence my life. Say, so don't you mean you're thankful to the Lord for influencing your life? Yes. I am thankful for that. that the, but He does that in multiple ways. I am thankful that the Lord has placed key people in my life that I could look up to. That I could follow. That I could walk like they walk. People that knew more than I knew. People that have been there before me. People that had answers to questions that I had. People that were, they were walking the walk. And the Lord placed them in my life. And I got to see, oh, that's how you do that. Oh, I see. And when I run into challenges and have questions in life, my mind hasn't always been, okay, what would Jesus do? It has often been what would, in this case, just use him as an example, it would be WWPD. What would Paul do? But I didn't know Paul personally either. I, in other words, I couldn't visualize him. To a degree I can with the stories. But there have been other people that I could see them in that situation. I knew how they would respond. And how God led them and, and brought them along. And then I saw in them something that was of Him. And I did what they would do. Which is what Jesus would do. Which, which is consistent with the character and nature of God. But without that visual example, I'd have been stuck in a lot of places. I'd, I would not be where I'm at today without following people. I remember hearing about a little boy who was scared one night in his, in his bed and the thunder was rolling outside and, and he was scared in his bed and, was, and had a difficult time sleeping. His dad went in to, went, went in to see him and uh, he, he was having trouble getting to sleep and, and his dad reassured him and said, you know, son, uh, Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. You don't have to be afraid. And he, he said, dad, I know, I know Jesus is with me, but right now I just need someone with skin. <laughs> he, he, he was able to relate to someone else who was, who was in the flesh and in his body that had trust in the Lord and there was something valuable about that amen I, I remember um, growing up I had this well let me read these other versions here um, and uh, then I'll tell you that verse 17 says in the easy to read version You didn't know whether there was a version called that? There's a lot of versions. All right. It says, verse 17, Brothers and sisters, join together in following my example. Also, learn by watching those who are living the way we showed you. How, learn how? Learn by listening to Jesus. 
No, that's not what he said, though we wouldn't disagree with that. But he didn't say that. Learn by spending much time in prayer. Well, that would be a good thing too, but that's not what he said. He said, learn by watching who? Those. He said, follow my example and watch those. Watch other people who are living the way we showed you. So I'm supposed to keep my eyes on people. Right? That's biblical. Keep your, make sure you keep your eyes on people. But the right people, not the wrong people. There are some wrong people to look at, and there are some right people to look at. All right? The, the NIV said, the last phrase there, keep your eyes on Jesus. No. <laughs> keep your eyes on those who live as we do. This is a powerful truth that we need to get a hold of. I remember now, uh, growing up, I had this notion that I was never directly taught. And I was thinking about this recently. We were at the movies. And for some reason, when I was growing up, when we would go to the movies, we had popcorn and Coke and candy and all kinds of stuff. But I had this idea that when you're at the movies and when you're finished with your stuff, you were supposed to throw your trash on the floor. Not that you were permitted to, you were supposed to. That that was the way you do it. And honestly, even to this day, I haven't done that for a long time now. I've cleaned up. (laughs) Uh, But I still think that way sometimes. I think, I'm done with this. Okay, I take this to the trash. (laughs) Now, I'm not a dirty person by any means. I don't like messes. I'm not a litter bug. But but something in me says, throw that on the floor. (laughs) Now, I don't remember anyone teaching me that as far as telling me, you know, Mark, when you're at the movies, after you're done with your popcorn, throw it on the floor. But I still have visuals of the aisles, you know, in between the seats, just being packed with trash because everybody did that. And I remember as a kid, they had this ad campaign called Pitch In. They had these little stickers everywhere, trying to get people to throw their stuff in the trash. <laughs> but I thought you were supposed to do that at the movies. That's part of going to the movies, throwing your stuff on the floor. Now, I wasn't taught that. Not really, but I kind of was. How was I taught that? I just saw what everyone was doing. And I, as a child, you think, well, that's the way you, you, do, you do that. As an adult, hopefully we can think clearer. You know, Another example of that is when I was in... In, in Panama a number of years back. And uh, in Panama, I was quite surprised how dirty the place was. I mean, very lush and, and, and tropical and green, but driving down the roads, trash everywhere. All along the sides, people throw stuff out their windows. And just, just trash. And there was a, uh, at the canal there, we went in the area where the Panama Canal was, and that at the time was controlled by the United States. And it was amazing how you would you can drive on the road, trash, 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 and you got to the line where the United States had control of this thing, and it was immaculate, no trash. It was it was uh, 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 the lawn was manicured and everything else. Everything looks really, really clean and nice. I thought that's very interesting. I actually felt good about myself. Yeah, that's where I come from. 
<laughs> we clean stuff up. <laughs> and, uh, but, but why was it that way? Do, did the, uh, what do you call them, Pan- Panamas, the Panamanians? The, Panama, the pa- Panamanian, that's kind of nice. A Panaman- did the Panamanians, when they raised their children, did they teach them? When you have some extra paper, cartons, you know, wrappers, trash, the what, what you do is you get on the road, you get going, and then you roll down the window and you throw it out. There's a trash can. Do not put it in there. Put it by it. Or just anywhere else. I doubt they taught their kids that, and they had a lesson in school, what to do with your trash. Keep up our country's reputation. Uh, no, but they were taught that by observing what everyone else did. And so it had become a problem. Maybe they've cleaned it up. I don't know. I haven't been there in a lot of years. Uh, but why do we do the things that we do? So much of it is because we are looking at someone. We are following someone, and we've got to make sure we're following the right one or the right ones, the right people. We know that there is only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. I don't need you to get to heaven. You don't need me to get to heaven. I don't, you don't have to go through me to have your prayers answered. I don't have to go through you to have my prayers answered. We go directly to the Lord. But the idea that we should never follow man has led some people to disconnect from the body of Christ and live in spiritual isolation. And there is this concept, I've heard people say, well, you know, I, I don't follow any man. I don't follow any human being. I, I follow the Lord. The Lord talks to me. The Lord leads me. I don't follow any person. Now, again, that would be one of those statements that take it out of the setting where we can see the, the, the error of that. And, and it sounds really good. Like, yeah, yeah, we don't want to be following any person we want to follow the lord because people make mistakes people do the wrong thing people are have error in their life and we don't want to get caught up in that trap let's all follow the lord directly but is that correct it's not correct and it's not scriptural for us to think that way but yet on the surface that sounds really right and really correct and again some people live in spiritual isolation. The devil eats their lunch. Uh, uh, the, the enemy comes in to take care of them, to, to do damage in their life because they won't follow any people. Sometimes it's because of pride. Sometimes it's just because of ignorance. Sometimes, whatever the reason is, people disassociate with other believers. But there are t- two truths really in play here. All right? First of all, Uh, God does deal directly with each of his children. He will deal directly with every single one of us. Thank God for that. But here's another truth. God does deal with each of us through the godly examples that he has chosen. And he also will deal with us that way. In the scriptures, the leaders in the church are told to be examples. I mean, it's kind of a heavy, heavy thing stricter judgment all this stuff upon those who would lead the body of christ 
All right. Remember, Paul told Timothy, be an example to the believers in various areas that he that that he mentioned. And leaders are told to be examples, but also those in the church, in the body of Christ, are told to follow their leaders. Can you see that this is a biblical concept? Who are you following or who are you allowing to influence your life? That would be a question. Nobody, nobody, I'm my own man. (laughs) I think that's deception. All right. Who are you allowing to influence your life? And if you can answer the question, what is their manner of life? What What are they about? What is their conduct? What is their character? What is their commitment? What is their faith? Because we've got to make sure that we're not following a bad example. This is really, really important. There are a lot of bad examples. There is a lot of the blind leading the blind going on in our world, and they all end up in a ditch. We all want to make right decisions, don't we? I mean, aren't most of our problems probably not a result of of direct demonic attack, but just bad choices? I think that's true so often. People are just choosing the wrong thing. They make the wrong decision and therefore reap the consequences of it. But I, I, I think it's a good idea to consider this. What would my spiritual leaders do in this situation? What kind of choice would they make? And if you're going to make decisions in your life and you can't imagine any of your spiritual leaders doing what you're about to do, you might want to check up you might want to hold back and 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 let that be a a caution in your mind uh because it's one of the ways that the lord leads us it's one of the ways he directs us he places strategically people in our lives so he can use them and it is no less god than if he were to manifest and or send you an angel or, or or jesus appear to you it's no less him it's just not as spectacular but it's just as much God. Amen. And we thank God for every way that He leads us and every way that He talks to us, including the spectacular, including visions and revelations and dreams. But let's not discount the fact that He places people to be an example. And we, when we run into a situation, they come to mind. And we think, what would they do? Amen. This is a godly plan. You can learn a principle, a truth from many, many people in life. But that's different than following their lifestyle. I can learn a lot from Tiger Woods on how to golf. Could learn a ton, right? Be happy to do so. But am I going to follow the guy? No. No. Why? He can't, he's, if I follow him and emulate his life, am I going to get closer to the Lord? No, no. My marriage going to get better? You know, not to mock or anything like that. That's just, uh, I I like his golf swing. He's even better before his troubles. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I can learn a lot of principles and a lot of things from a lot of people. And I'm not going to cut myself off from learning things from experts in various fields but who am i going to follow in my manner of life Uh, let's look at first corinthians 4 
show you this in another place. This is a well-substantiated truth in Scripture. And I want to give you a few of these at least today so you can see uh, that this is not just an isolated case, an isolated verse that we're trying to build a doctrine on. My walk is going to be heavily influenced. And the outcome of that walk is going to be determined by who I follow. And so this is a real important thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14. He writes, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For through you, for, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate who? Imitate me. Paul said to this church, I urge you, imitate me. Well, Paul, don't you want us to imitate Jesus? Wouldn't you rather us follow the Lord? He's not making a contradictory statement there. But he is not pointing them and saying, just do exactly like Jesus. He said, do exactly like me. That's, that's again, that's a powerful statement there. He said, imitate me. Think about how I would do it. Think about how I have done it. You do it that way. This is quite an outstanding thing here. Paul knew that if this whole church would act like him, they would be better off. Now, this is not a proud statement. He's not full of himself, wanting to make a bunch of little Pauls all around. No, he is intentionally trying to get them closer with the Lord, to walk like him, to be in a close relationship. And he knew that they knew what his life was like. They read his letters. He showed up in church to be an example. They knew how he dealt with his relationships, how he dealt with money. They knew how he dealt with all the different attacks of people in his life. He said, I want you to handle your life like I would do it. He said, I want you to do it like me. Verse 17, for this reason, for the reason of them needing to act like this, I have sent Timothy to you. You sent Timothy? How about for this reason I've prayed for you heavily? For this reason I've, I've prayed it out in the Spirit. Now it's done and you're good to go. No. He said, for this reason of you needing to imitate me, I've sent Timothy. Well, why Timothy? Well, he says, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord? What do you mean he's his faithful son? A faithful person is one who is true to the original. That means Timothy was a, a faithful representative and copy of Paul's manner of life and faith. And he said, I've sent Timothy because he's got this thing down. He knows how to live it. He knows how to walk it. He is a faithful son to me in the Lord. And he, who it says, who will remind you of my ways, of whose ways? Paul's ways. My way, he'll remind you of my ways in Christ. Notice he didn't just skip my ways and just go, he will remind you of the ways of Christ. Could have, that wouldn't have been untrue. But he said, I want you, uh, he'll remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. 
Now, now go over it to the 11th chapter. Just a few pages to the right. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Notice verse 1. Paul writing here. Same church. Same letter. Here he says it again. He says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Who, 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 who are they to imitate? Paul. He said, imitate or follow. Do like I do. Now, he adds a clarification here that I think is of utmost importance. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Here's the thing. Did Paul know that he was not perfect in every way in all manner of thought and deed I, I think just like we know concerning ourselves our shortcomings Paul was aware that he was still pressing on that he was still moving forward that he was still growing in his relationship and his knowledge of God in any ways in, 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 in any in many ways all right he knew that and so It's interesting that because of that, he didn't back down from this kind of statement. He didn't say, you know what, you guys, if you really knew me, you know, I got problems too. I got issues. And so, you know, don't do like me. Just do like Jesus. He knew that about himself. Now, he wasn't a phony baloney and he wasn't a fake or he wasn't anything of that. He wasn't immature. But he knew he wasn't exactly like Jesus in all his manner of living and in his walk. Yet he still said, follow me. But this qualifier here is a safety net. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. That would be different from like a cult leader that would just basically be trying to draw people to himself. Where where a person would say, just follow me, period. (laughs) do exactly what I do really you don't want to do a hundred percent of what any person does any human being because then you're also going to replicate their shortcomings right but we do want to even knowing that not remove that component of how God how God uh, directs us and helps us in our walk Amen. Now, now think about it. I think he knew this, that if they would do 100% of what he did, which was probably mostly good and some areas he's working on, if they did 100% of what he did, they'd be better off than what they were. They would, draw, they would be closer to the Lord. Their walk would be straightened out because he was a godly and good example. But here's the truth. If you're ever following someone that tight, you know, we have to be able to recognize when an individual human being departs from the ways of Christ and not take the off ramp, right? We need to be able to identify, yes, this is a godly leader. This is a godly example. I'm following this. But that one thing I'm not. (laughs) Or if, in other words, or if they go off, They get off track. If their life goes awry, I'm not going to go off track with them. 
If they leave the doctrine of Christ, if they get off into some heretical uh, teaching or, 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 or immoral conduct, I'm not going to follow them that way. And then the Lord will give me new examples if, if, if someone does that. Everybody with me today? Okay. Godly leaders can only lead others to the extent that they are following Christ. But again now, in our lives, I think it would be good to ask questions. I, I, I make them generic, so they apply to a lot of situations. But where did you get that? I mean, what you say all the time. I mean, the way you conduct yourself, the way you do that. Why do you pray that way? Why do you worship like that? Why, why do you treat people the way you do? Where did you see that? And some self-analyzation in this regard, I want to identify ways that I'm not doing things right so that I can fix them. Do your leaders do what you do? The way that you serve the Lord, the way that you walk with Him. Did you get that from someone that God has placed in your life as an example, as a spiritual leader? I'm not talking about copying, emulating someone's personality. I'm not talking about just a, just personal preference stuff. Uh, but I'm talking about someone's faith. There should be, in all of our minds, a clear distinction as to who God has placed in our lives as leaders. So we can follow their faith. So we can do what they do. Look with me at uh, Hebrews chapter 13. We'll finish up over here today. This teaching that I'm bringing here today is kind of kind of a heavy deal to communicate because I realize what God has called me to do and I know my place in the kingdom of God. And, you know, honestly... Part of me just says, I don't want that responsibility <laughs> to have to teach this and teach the full counsel of God, which includes these verses, um, and tell people, uh, you need to do it like me. <laughs> it's like, hey. <laughs> why? Because I'm aware of me. I know me. <laughs> I know me better than you know me. <laughs> and I know I'm, I'm on a growing path myself. And I don't want to lead anyone in a wrong way. And I know that's a heavy-duty thing before God, to be accountable to that uh, and for that. Um, however, I also realize this, that if I can't say this, I shouldn't be standing here today. If I can't tell people, do it like I do it, then I have no business being a pastor. I have no business being a spiritual leader, a minister in the body of Christ, and neither does anyone else. If we can't tell, and, and I encourage you for all of us, we're all leaders to some degree in life, and we all should be. But if we can't tell people, do it like I do it, then it's time to up our game. huh? It's time to get our walk fixed by looking to others, and of course by looking to the Lord. There's both ways that He, he, he directs us and teaches us and instructs us. 
But we got to get to the place where someone who doesn't know the Lord can look at us. And if they did exactly like we did, they'd get closer to Him. Their walk would start emulating the walk of Jesus Himself. Hebrews 13, verse 7. Notice it reads, Remember those who rule over you and have spoken the word of God to you. Now, now notice this language. Remember who? Remember those. Are, are, are those just kind of random, generic people without faces and names? Now, you couldn't remember that. In other words, he's saying those who rule over and have spoken the word of God to you are specific people. Should we be able to scripturally identify certain people and say, yes, these have rule in my life. They have a place to speak the word of God into my life. Not whatever I want to hear when I want to hear it. No, they have a God-ordained right and a place to speak in my life. Should we be able to identify those? Yes. Yes, and if we walk out of here and say, well, I'll just, whatever the Lord says, you know, just kind of a nebulous, not being able to be specific about anything, I think we're missing something here, because we can't follow what we don't know. I can't follow if I don't know who I'm following. I can't use another example, and I'm supposed to have godly leaders, and I'm supposed to also identify those who walk that way, others who are following that leadership. And I can learn from a lot of people this way. And this is what he said. Remember those. He goes on to say, whose faith follow. What are we following? Their faith. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about some kind of overarching or overreaching of some person into, you know, making decisions for other people. Nothing like that. But we are to follow the faith. Of certain individuals considering what the outcome of their conduct you mean I'm supposed to determine who I'm following by seeing their manner of life by seeing how it's working for them exactly exactly I don't think we should follow anyone who is all talk I don't think we should follow anyone who just has a has a good performance, has a good word, but doesn't have it working for them in their life. Because that's ultimately what we're going to follow. Yeah. So you're saying, saying we should really analyze. We really should. Say, do you know that we're doing that to you right now as you speak? <laughs> yes, and I don't want it, but... <laughs> But I'm saying, I really believe this. And if something doesn't work for me, I ought not be teaching it. I ought not be speaking it. And that's true for any of us. we got to have the real thing. And if we don't have the real deal, what, what are we doing? What are we talking about? And he goes on to say, he said, consider the outcome of their conduct. Verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that have to do with anything? That would be to show an example of a quality leader that Jesus doesn't say one thing one day and do the opposite the next. He's not preaching one thing on Sunday and living a different thing on Monday. He said, he's the same. And you consider the outcome of their conduct 
And you let them have rule. And you let them speak the word of God into your life. Amen. And that will help us to have a worthy walk. What kind of people should we follow? I believe, because I don't believe it's necessarily limited to one. There have been multiple people that have influenced my life in a positive way. And, uh, and I benefit from continually. I believe we should follow those who are growing. We should follow those who are learning, those who are stretching, those who are taking steps of faith. We should follow those who are humble, those who have substance, those who have experience. Not talking about finding someone who's perfect and they never fail and we're going to disqualify them the moment they do something I don't like. You know, nothing like that. But we need to have godly leadership that we will follow. And any true godly leader, I really believe, will lead people into a personal relationship and dependence upon the Lord, not upon themselves. Draw near to Him, and He'll draw near to you. Amen? Amen. This is our walk. This is the way that we are to walk, and this is how the Lord is helping us to do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we're so thankful today for Your Word, for Your plan. Father, may we not miss out on anything in any way that You would order our steps and direct our lives. We want to be completely and fully open to everything that you have planned, that you have provided. Father, this is your deal. This is your idea. Our lives are your idea. And Lord, we want to live consistent with what you have in mind. It's a glorious plan. It's a wonderful plan. It is the plan of of Almighty God. Father, it's your plan. It's your purpose being established in our lives. Thank you for leading us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us flesh and blood examples of how we are to conduct ourselves so that we can follow their faith. Lord, you're so good. And we're so thankful. So blessed. So thankful for everything that you have provided. Lead us in the way that we should go, even the rest of today. Lord, we're constantly making decisions. We're making choices. We want to get things right. We want to do it like Jesus. Lord, we want to have your wisdom. We want to have your direction. So we trust you. We thank you for leading us and directing our steps, ordering our paths in Jesus' mighty name.